Welcome into Fantasy Focus Football. It is Thursday, December 1st. Wow! Today's show is presented by Geico. December. Switch to Geico see all the ways that you could save. Can you believe it? I cannot believe it's December. 12th month of the year. Uh, Final month of the year, too. It goes by so fast. It It really does. Week 13. Yeah, Yeah, almost. Week 13. It goes by almost as fast (laughs) as a Mike Clay Mm. Mm. go-kart. Tell me more about that. So for Keith Lipscomb's birthday, not yeah. cool, Keith. As you know, we celebrated his birthday a couple love of days Keith. ago. We love him. We went out to be able to do a big go-karting thing with a bunch mm-hmm. of people here at ESPN Fantasy. And Mike Clay, I'm part of that group. All three of us were there. Yeah. <clears throat> I see you're wearing a racing shirt. Oh, yeah. It's just a coincidence. Oh, just a coincidence. Just supporting the best movie of all time, Days of Thunder. It's not Gold because you trickle. maybe were wanting to let us know that you raced faster than the rest of us on go No, just here to talk about football today. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So let's do that. Let's do it. Oh, they, oh okay. Let's so move forward. Weird. Yeah. Hold on. So weird. I, I forgot my notes, guys. Oh, I, what do I, you I, have? I, just, I accidentally picked up these uh, these lap times oh, from the time go-karting sheets. last night. Oh, Just an honest mistake. I didn't. Oh, that's so Can weird. Can I just Shoot. mention briefly, like, for those... If you're looking for like what'll be the uh, like this is like a bunch of ad reads coming up. Feel free to yeah. skip right through if you need to for like the next eight minutes no, because I mean, if you want to hear Mike talking around. about his, it was his an racing mistake. Skills. I mean, I just meant to get my notes from football and I forgot. What's what's that? I mean like the fourth fastest time of the day? Is that good? I or, think that is good. Yeah. Is that, out of how good? many? Out of uh, four, at least twenty. I don't at know. least oh, best 20. of the week. Oh. Yeah, that's really good. Hey, fourteenth yeah. well, uh, best of the week at the try. That's that's. Sorry. Did I, anything you know. surprise you when we went go-karting for Keith's birthday? Did anything surprise you about the people that we went with? Because I thought Field Jace was going to be faster than what he was. I did. I did. Um, but I think really? you, I think you, yeah. I, I think you'd be a little, a little bit more competitive. You were down near the bottom. Well, so um, no, I was, I was, I think I was second to last, right? Yes. You, you were second to last. I think you were just worried about your, your blood pressure, keeping it down. That's not the goal. It's well, not, I say the this goal is to the, go as fast as you can. I apparently <laughs> was racing the exact backwards as everybody else, because after we had a great time, first of all, like Mike, so in his element, oh, I've man. never seen somebody so happier to be somewhere than Mike Clay oh, was to so be on a racing track really last good. night. Uh, we had a whole group. Obviously, Keith was there. Daniel, his wonderful girlfriend, Rosie, was there. And those two are speed demons as well. Mm-hmm. And after the fact, both Daniel, uh, actually knows Rosie and Megan, one of our execs here at ESPN, one of our bosses here at ESPN, were talking about like, did, did you see your heart rate spike on your Apple Watch? So they were checking their metrics. Meanwhile, I didn't know that you could check your heart rate metrics <laughs> on your Apple Watch. So Mike walked me through how you open up this app called the Health App that uh-huh. I did not know existed. Yeah. Which is surprising because you look like you definitely know the Health App exists. Well, meanwhile, like Rosie and Megan go and theirs are like their heart rate skipped to like 120 each. 128. Yeah, I was 115, yeah. 114, I think something like that. Then they get to, so Mike, I'm like, all right, Rosie, you can just figure out what mine was. And they're like, you peaked at 77. <laughs> so apparently what happened was what my need for speed. Yeah. You were like, no, first, like, I, you're going you know so what? Slow. <laughs> I drive like somebody who has a 10 month old daughter. That's, that's what just, I do. That's what I was going to say. It was like, you still had the car seat in the back of your yeah, go-kart. Exactly. That's what it was like. That's how you drive on the road. Not when you're racing. Yeah. You got to pick it up. Got to put that pedal I, to the floor and not leave off. I had Maybe fun. I had a blast little. though. It was, it was cool. so much it was fun. So fun. The best part was, and you guys can, you can, you can talk about yourself and your own performances in a second here. I just want to make like one last comment that I love is we were on the racetrack and it was what, eight of us. And then a couple of others, there are maybe two or three, four people on the racetrack besides us at one time. And I was saying that like after the pact, like when Mike or Damien or, I mean, or, or Daniel or whoever Keith passed us, it was like, Oh, like that's so cool. Like good job guys. Like way to make it happen. <laughs> Meanwhile, 
if someone I didn't know, <laughs> dude, one of the others came up and like tried to pass me. I don't Go swear ahead. very often, but yeah. I was ready to drop some F-bombs last night. Yeah. Like, you think that you can pass me on my racetrack, by the way? I'm about to I probably not catch up to you and pass you because I, I drive pretty slowly. They were slowly. already gone at this point, so you were flipping them <laughs> the off. The next time you lap me, I am going to probably say something unkind, and I will give you an apple if you ever come to my house for Halloween candy. I got the Eli uh-huh. Manning double birds ready for the next time that you lap me. That's what it is, <laughs> that's, that's which it. is so great. It. It, was it was a ton know. of fun, though. It was, it was so fun, and look... Uh, racing is racing fast is a lifestyle. Racing is life. I wake up, I pee excellence. You know, it's just uh, wow. It is what it is. Yeah, you're not say, first, you're last. Um, all the, let's all those clip things. that. Can we just clip uh, the IP excellence? I like to comment. control thing, uh, something that's out of control. All those things. All, all those, those things. things. That's, that's all He's I have to say. It's. We went to dinner afterwards. We did. We went to dinner, and Mike asked the server to refer to him as Max for the entire. Yeah, I thought that was a little gratuitous. Yeah. Like, I know you love Verstappen. Max Verclay Mike, was... I'm Mike Verstappen now. That was my so, name. I thought that was a little bit too much. Mike Trickle. <laughs> Sergio. <Oma. laughs> Meanwhile, right. like, who's the worst racer on F1 right now? Uh, I don't want to... Well, he Who lost was? his ride. No, no. Yeah. Just call, call me that person. Oh, Field 8. Yeah. Oh, wow. No, no, oh, no, um, oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> That's just it. I'm not going to disrespect an F1 driver by... By, by comparing him to you, yeah. no offense, Field. No, I'm no not, offense. I'm not going right. to superimpose. Well, if somebody out there listens, there are two things. If you listen, send me the worst uh, F1 driver. The other thing is if you're Mike out there. Latifi. Okay, that's me. Field Latifi. Field Latifi. All right, second of all, and this is something that I think probably you guys can agree with. If you're out there and you're one of those Spotify people and you get your Spotify wrapped at the end of the year and mm-hmm. Fantasy Focus made your top podcasts mm-hmm. like let us know shout us out we'd love to see it we'll engage with you guys really appreciate all Heck you that yeah, have awesome. been dedicated listeners to the show all year daniel and i were texting our buddy al this morning al you're the best that's he right had a, he had a very productive year uh, with the fantasy focus so we love hearing that kind of stuff Heck yeah. yeah so that's what you do it all right we got a huge show today a bunch of news we're going to get to thursday night previews obviously mike's wide receiver cornerback or shadow report whichever mm-hmm. one you want to call it and first I want to say, and I'm really not really first because we're already five minutes into the show. Yeah. However, our good friend Kyle Soppy is back at hey! work today, hanging out. Took one day off, his first day off in what feels like three years here mm-hmm. at ESPN. Might Congratulations. Be than that, yeah. I might be. Uh, but back in chat is Kyle Soppy. So if you are in chat hanging out, thirsty Kyle holding down the yeah. fort. Kyle went on vacation yesterday. He slept for five hours, right. which for him is vacation. <laughs> only five? Only, only five, yeah. Let's only talk five. about some news here. Yeah, we can rip through this quick, We're going right? to jump through, yeah. yeah, and I'm going to talk about Travis Etienne here a little bit later on in the show field, but Jags feel good about Travis Etienne playing this week, which is what we want to hear. Yeah, Doug Peterson made it pretty clear that the reason why he didn't return last week was very precautionary, which is sort of interesting because they were in the heat of a very contested battle against yeah. the Ravens in a game that if they want to make the playoffs, which is a long shot for the Jaguars, but if they want to, they needed to win that game. They went on without Travis Etienne in a very impressive victory, but he was limited yesterday, uh, first day of practice for the Jaguars this week before their game against the Lions on Sunday. Sounds like he will be available. Just keep an eye on both Daryl Henderson and Michael Hasty, if Etienne is out. Yep. How, ins- how, like, how replaceable are running backs, though? I mean, that's just more evidence. That even the Jags trading James Robinson away, and then the Jets essentially needing a replacement for Brees hey, Hall. Bam Knight. Just, he's a healthy scratch. Like, yeah. it's just across the league we see this. Don't I mean, do it. A Don't. team trades for Christian McCaffrey, and he's in a committee with Elijah Mitt. Like, it's just... 
Crazy. Don't do I don't it. Know. Don't trade. Don't, 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 don't spend big assets on running backs. Correct. Speaking of, Daniel. Yeah, speaking of first round running backs, let's talk about Najee Harris, okay. whose status is up in the air for Sunday in field. We've been talking about this with the Pittsburgh Steelers running backs. We're not really even sure who the guy behind him that we feel confident is going to be. Yeah, a couple yeah. of updates, though. Jalen Warren mm-hmm. did practice in full yesterday. Great. Hamstring injury, so Love probably that. would be him as the first man up because he had been the number two prior to Najee getting hurt. Uh, and Najee was a DNP yesterday on Wednesday. We'll have more information. And here's the good news about Najee. Nobody tells you more about injuries than Mike, Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin. Yeah. So you'll know. If he's going to play, you'll know one way or the other. What yeah. about Odell Beckham Jr.? Should I expect to see him in fantasy lineups because he signed with an NFL team sometime? I think the ship sailed here. And Mike, if you feel differently, I'd love to I know. But okay. It's week 13. Yep. Yes. He won't sign before this week. Let's say he signs at some point next week, which would be the earliest, obviously. He's probably not going to be on the field in week 14. Maybe he's on the wheel, field in week 15. Like, If you make it to the finals and you need Odell Beckham Jr., Something went really you you got extremely lucky yeah, and then yeah, somebody yeah. got hurt in your lineup. Yeah. Like I think the ship has sailed. I don't think you need to be adding Odell Beckham Jr. right now. I'm this is much more of like I'm curious where he goes for real NFL purposes than I am fantasy mm-hmm. football purposes. Yeah, I agree. No need to run out and pick him up. Yeah. I mean, if he's if he does have a big game in week fourteen or fifteen, and then it's one of those things where you don't need to be ahead of it. You know, yeah. because a lot of team people aren't not as many people are on waivers now anyway. Yeah. So you don't need to be ahead of this one. You can use your bench spot for somewhere someone else. And if he gets in there and looks good and plays a lot, then you can scoop him up. But probably not. You're probably not going to use him. We're going to talk about Thursday night football here in a second. But I, you just said waivers. We're getting to the point where we get into playoffs. I want to mm-hmm. just open a quick dialogue about how we run our fantasy leagues mm-hmm. and the way that waivers work. Once you make the playoffs, I'm mm-hmm. curious, Mike Clay, how do you feel about the way that waivers should work once you make playoffs with teams that are in the playoff contention versus out of playoff? It contention? depends on your league. I mean, if it's dynasty, fine. Everyone can keep working waivers. If it's not, and there's no incentive, like yeah. you don't have a prize for your consolation bracket. Don't do yeah, it. Then you, don't do it. You, you can be in the consolation bracket and still do waivers as long as there's something to play for, if, right? I guess so. I mean, I don't personally care about consolation. But if I miss the playoffs yeah. and there's a... What if, about a fantasy punishment? If I got yeah. it, if I had well, a playoff, of course. Then of course. Sense, if right? there's any sort of actual incentive to do it, or there's some meaningful reason to win your consolation bracket or not lose your consolation bracket, then yeah, yeah. you should be able to... But if there's nothing on the line... Do not waste your time on waivers and just mess with the playoff teams. It's the only thing I will say, though, is that even if you're not touching waivers because there's nothing to play for, um, like until the regular season is over, like set a lineup. Even if you're out right yeah, now, even definitely. if you're two and ten, like don't set like I hate when I see somebody else like, you know, I'm competing. I'm jockeying for a playoff spot with another team and that team is playing the worst team in the league and they're starting Kyler Murray this week. Who's on a bye? Like that just that rubs mm-hmm. you the wrong way. That's yeah, fair. I agree. Set a lineup. I'm going to say one thing. I think our producer disagrees. And I'm, I'm just going to throw this idea out there. What about the thought process of like, hey, man, and let's say that you play in a fantasy league costs 20 bucks. Okay. Hey, I paid my 20 bucks at the beginning of the year. I get to play all the way through the end of the season. Real NFL teams get to play spoiler. Do I not get to play spoiler for fantasy teams? Well, I think once- waivers? I'm, th- I'm throwing the game. Don't get like mad not- at me. I'm just throwing out the thought process. Wait, so even, what you're saying, once you reach the playoffs, even with nothing to play for, you can still add players on waivers? It's just a thought. For what yeah, purpose? I mean, I, I don't <laughs> see the purpose. To be able to yeah. screw the other people, yeah, because that's okay. the, you're playing you're playing spoiler to other people. I mean, you you. Can't, I'm not it, saying I'm advocating look, for it. I'm just throwing it out. You need there. to find something better to do with your life. Maybe join a dynasty league. Oh, go racing. They do a great job. Find, find something better to do. If uh, yeah. look, if there's something on the line, fine. If there's nothing on the line, stop wasting your time. Do All something right. else. Let's talk Thursday night preview. We got Bills at the Patriots Game here. Game here. Game 
Lineup blocks for this game include, obviously, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, and Ramondre Stevenson field as Damian Harris is going to be out for this game he as is. well. Yep, officially out. The Patriots backup running backs on the roster right now are both Pierre Strong and Kevin Harris, two rookies, fourth and sixth round picks. Would expect an elevation tonight, maybe J. J. from J.J. Taylor. J. J. Taylor. Yeah. So uh, those are probably the four that are available for New England tonight, but it should be the Ramondre Stevenson show. And, I mean, we keep talking about it, but how great has he been? And mm-hmm. it's like as far as floor is concerned, even if you think the Bills' rushing defense is good, I don't care I don't care where you think this rushing defense stacks up, just watch a Patriots game. They design like five passing plays per game for Ramondre Stevenson. He's not getting nine catches because they're getting – you know, no protection of Mac Jones, and he's just dumping it off. It's like a ton of design utilization for him. He's yep. getting more passing game work in terms of target share than James White gets. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. He's had a target share over 20% in five straight games. Yeah. That is ridiculous. It's crazy. That's he's Christian awesome. McCaffrey, like, Dude, passing he's, game he's, usage he's on top of, yeah. like, 15 carries. He's going to be a fascinating player going into next year because oh, yeah. Damian Harris is a free agent. Bill Belichick, as we know, often pretty reserved with praise especially of his own team, he cannot stop talking about Ramondre Stevenson. No. Anyone else, just really quickly, because we're talking about Ramondre Stevenson and the Patriots. Uh, injury front, uh, Jacoby Myers questionable to play mm-hmm. in tonight's game. Sounds like he'll give it a go, mm-hmm. though. He got hurt last week. He ended up returning to the game, which is usually a pretty good sign, so he sounds like he will be available. Uh, as far as the Bills are concerned, no other fantasy-relevant skilled player injuries. Jacoby Myers, understanding that he's banged up, and just because he's really the last Patriot to really talk about from a fantasy perspective outside of Ramondre Stevenson, Low-end flex play for you here this week, Mike? Mm -hmm. Yeah, under seven targets in four of his last five full games, not even including last week. So that volume that we've been so reliant on with him, where he's always in eight, nine, ten targets and gives you really high floor and PPR, it's kind of disappeared as of late. So that makes me a little bit nervous. But also they're playing Buffalo, uh, and they haven't been as dominant against the pass. So if New England is trailing and has to throw, that could help him out a little bit. So I have him 29th. I think he's a wide receiver three, a fringe wide receiver three. If I have him, I'm probably starting him. Probably starting him. All right. What about field for you, Devin Singletary? Yeah, only thing I'll note with Devin Singletary, I've got him as RB32, and Mike and as Mike talked about this recently, but Patriots have allowed two rushing touchdowns all season, mm-hmm. by far the fewest in the NFL. They have been basically a stone wall to opposing running backs, especially opposing running backs that do most of their damage on, on the, the ground, ground as opposed to in the air. As yep. we know, Devin Singletary, not a particularly prolific pass catching running back. So I think he is usable as a low end flex play, but I do think there's a chance that he has a very modest night tonight. And a reminder as a part of all this, only two teams on by this week. So it's not the by that we're going to get next week yeah. where we got six teams on by. So something you're going to have most of your usable players here this week. Bill's, pass catchers outside of Stefan Diggs. Gabe yeah. Davis has been so difficult for me because I know we've talked about Gabe Davis is basically like mini Mike Williams, right? You got to ride mm-hmm. the wave. Yeah. I haven't been riding the Gabe Davis wave lately though. I feel like I've been more out than I have been in. I think you have to just choose though, right? Like you have to either ride it or you're, or you're, or, or you're, you're not. not. Yeah. And he's uh, under 12 fantasy points at four of his last five to your point. Right. So it hasn't been there, but check this out. I think there's a pretty good chance. It looked the, Patriots like to shadow. Belichick's done this for a long time with his number one corner. It's been kind of hit or miss this year. Uh Uh, But Jonathan Jones has emerged as their number one. And the last few years, we've seen J.C. Jackson shadowing Stephon Diggs. I think Jonathan Jones will shadow Stephon Diggs tonight. And when he does that, that's going to put Jalen Mills on Gabriel Davis. If he plays. That is a matchup. Yeah, if he plays. And if not, it's an even worse situation for them. So I think it's a really good matchup for Gabe Davis. So this is an opportunity for him to 
maybe have seven or eight targets and have a big game. So I actually like him a little bit this week. I just, it's, it could be a, it's a game. You think Buffalo bad matchup. I'm not necessarily here. I I've mean, got him as wide receiver 34. So uh, yeah. you're at 32. So yeah, it just, it's a tricky one with Gabe Davis. It just, it sort of feels yeah. like the same thing over and over and over again in terms of our analysis. Um, Isaiah no. McKenzie cooked the Patriots last yes. time they played in the regular yeah. season. Um, it's just hard. I mean, he did have 10 targets this past week, but this is a guy who's had flash moments this year. He's also had, Moments where he's fumbled the ball too much, been unreliable as a catcher. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. It's hard for me to feel like you can definitely throw Isaiah McKenzie. Yeah, I don't have him ranked. Lineup. It's yeah. a tough one. He's just he was so bad for that long stretch of that mm-hmm. one good game. Sometimes that's just the matchup. Yep. The matchup dictates that. So I'm not trusting him yet. All right, this game Bills are favored. Oh, I forgot my score. Mm. I don't know what my score is. Over under is 43 and a half. You taking Bills or Patriots in this one, Mike Clay? Bills win. Do you have a score? Not, I, no, I forgot to write it down. Do you want to look at it? I'm slacking. Do you want to look at those uh, time trials and see if maybe a score reaches out to you? Wow. I, I could. I mean, yeah. I'll look at the... We could just talk about this the whole I'm gonna time. Su- I'm cool with that. I'm I mean, going to talk... Uh, uh, I'll take the Bills for a win here. I'm going to say 28. 19. Mm. Okay. I'm, you know what? I'm pretty on the fence here. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Really? Yeah, but I'm taking the Bills. Okay. But I think it'll be closer than the experts think. To I agree with that. Lee Corso. I will go uh, 27-24. For bills, but I'm reserving the right to change my mind later on in the day. And That's my fair. score is go to ESPN Plus, check out the playbook, and hey. it's in there right now. It's up on ESPN Plus, you know. You sign up, check out the score. Sounds like wind could be a hey. factor tonight. By the way, <laughs> is in, there uh, anything else available on ESPN Plus that we should check out right now, Mike Clay? Mm. Wide receiver, cornerback matchup. Oh, hey. let's talk wide receiver. Hey. Let's do it. All right, coming up this week. You've got the Jets taking Mm -hmm. on the Minnesota Vikings here. Mike White and these Jets wide receivers. Is this a positive matchup? Or should we be downgrading them a little bit, Mike? Yeah, Clay? Patrick Peterson actually in the news right now yes, because he's he trying to distract from the Minnesota's horrible <laughs> pass defense. Maybe you should worry about that right now. Look, he's he's actually been fine, but the rest of the situation has been kind of rough this year, and and teams are picking on them. That other cornerback spot has been problematic. They have injuries there. Cam Dantzler's on IR. Uh, Andrew, Andrew Booth is on he's, IR. he was yep. technically third string. He's on IR, but uh, Caleb Evans has been out. We'll see if he plays another rookie. So uh, they've struggled. Fifth most fantasy points to receivers, second most over the last month. Most fantasy points allowed to the perimeter this season and over the last eight weeks, right? So they've uh, really struggled just across the board and recently as well. Uh, You're going to see Elijah Moore in the slot uh, against Chandon Sullivan. I'll talk about him in a minute. Uh, Garrett Wilson, he's playing more in the perimeter now. He was a slot earlier this season, but it's a really good matchup for him. We'll see a little Peterson, but also uh, has a good matchup on the other side coming off a big game. And we feel about good about him with uh, Mike White, Corey Davis, more of a sleeper, but Elijah Moore is interesting. And maybe we'll talk about him more when we break down that game, but only two targets last week. I know he scored the touchdown. Yeah. Everybody wants Elijah Moore to happen. Right. But playing 21 snaps and seeing two targets, that's not enough for me. He's nowhere close to a starter, even in a good matchup here. Gosh. I need to find a league this week where I can play Mike White. I need to. I yeah. need to do it. I need to have the the, the gumption to do it in one mm-hmm. of our leagues. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I don't know that I can do it in a league where I'm like fighting for a playoff spot or jockeying for like the top seed or something. But man, do I need to find a league where I can start Mike White. I'm just... I'm, I'm doing it in Fishbowl. He's my QB two in Fishbowl. Okay, but there's three thousand people in Fishbowl. Like, what are the repercussions if you don't win in our dynasty league? You're one of the other two thousand nine hundred ninety-nine. I mean, it's the playoffs people. now. I need Mike oh, White to do. get me to the next round. So I'm on the Got fence. So, in our so. dynasty league, I have Ryan Tannehill and Andy Dalton as my two quarterbacks. So I would do anything to have Mike oh, White yeah. as one of my guys. I remember when they benched Zach Wilson. <laughs> I went right to that dynasty league. Like, oh my god, can I get Mike White? And then I was like, Nah, he's been rostered. Oh. Nah, he's totally he's, rostered. He's been rostered for a yeah. long time. Uh, let's talk about. 
a negative matchup here, Mike Clay. This is the matchup. This, this is, is the matchup. This is the I. Whenever I think of wide receiver cornerback mm-hmm. matchup, this is the one that you when think, I think of. about Mike Clay and what he has done to bring this fantasy relevant construct to life. It is wide receiver cornerback matchup featuring Marshawn Lattimore covering Mike mm-hmm. Evans. Everybody out there wants to be like Mike with their wide receiver cornerback matchup columns. Mike does it better and has been doing it longer than anybody else. And one of the matchups that really defines this column is these two players who have been in the same division for several years now. And these are two guys who throw haymakers. Literally. Sometimes literally. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes, when they play. Yeah. Yeah, so if you recall, these teams played earlier this season in week two, yep. and they both got ejected, and Mike Evans got suspended for the next game yeah. because they got in a huge brawl in the field. <laughs> yep. It is an intense rivalry. It's This is the 11th anniversary of these two, shadow, of, of Lattimore shadowing Mike Evans. Uh, early, early on. 11th Lattimore, time. I feel like anniversary infers like it's been a year, okay, right? That's a good point. 11th time. Yes. 11th game. That's how it works with receiver. Yeah. Come on, man. Like, yeah. That's oh, how okay. anniversary works. Okay. I don't know anniversary. Yeah. Like, everyone knows this. Uh, so uh, early on in his career, when L- Lattimore came in the league, Evans had his number. Yep. He beat him up for some good games. But then you have stat lines like zero catches, one catch for two yards and a touchdown, four for 64, one for three, Ugh. one catch for three yards and a touchdown, two for 48 and a touchdown, one catch for 14 yards last year. And then it was three for 61 earlier this season, but he beat Justin Evans for a long catch. So that wasn't even against Lattimore. So Lattimore has had his number for a long time, and you see that frustration on the field, right? Yeah. And obviously it escalated, and it's escalated in the past. Like, it hasn't escalated that bad, but they've had, you know, shoving matches and been in each other's faces. So this is interesting. Now, I will say this. Uh, Lattimore has been out for a while. Seven straight. abdomen injury. It seemed like he was close to playing last week, so there's right. a decent chance he plays in this one. Could he be limited a little bit? Maybe they have some, actually have some decent cornerback depth. They do, yeah. Especially with finding Chris Harris off uh, Free agency, he's been terrific in the, yeah, in, the corner, great, yeah. uh, in the slot for them. So uh, maybe he's limited a little bit, but if he plays and he's on the field, he's going to be covering Mike Evans. So a little bit of a downgrade here. I think the larger concern is the Bucks' offense right now, but, you know. I asked this question to field. What's a, what's a Mike Evans downgrade look like right now, Mike? I mean, I have him 20th, which is – and you're, you guys are a little lower. So, I mean, this is – this is not where Mike Evans has been in our rankings the last half decade. Oh, but it's know? been a talking point he, for he the Bucs yeah, this three week. Three fantasy points last week. Like, mm-hmm. And now Todd Bowles, Tom Brady, Mike Evans himself are all answering questions. What's going wrong there between these two? And the touchdown making has not been there. His volume was always going to be lesser than Chris Godwin once Godwin was back to full health. Godwin clearly is healthy. Godwin is crushing in the targets department right now. Mm-hmm. Evans is a tricky one because all it takes is one week of four catches for 82 yards and two touchdowns for you to totally regret the decision to bench him. But I'm not so sure this is the week for it. You seem like you're in pain. Did you play Evans over Godwin in that league last week that you were I, on I, Sunday? I, you had Yes, tough- but I, I, I did. Um, I still won, you but I had like a okay. very, I have a, I have a good wide receiver problem in that league. Uh, yeah. I, so it was. It's it's tricky. Every you were every. battling over Evans versus Godwin, though. And yeah, it was Godwin, Ever, Garoppolo. Amari <laughs> Cooper, and and Terry McLaurin for three spots. Oh wow! And uh, which are all you know, listen, it's it's non PPR as well. So Godwin a little bit less valuable in that league because mm-hmm. yards had been his, not been his friend. Catches had been. So we, I was we thinking were, about you though. Every time Godwin caught a pass and Evans was doing nothing. Like, oh, that's the worst. Well, we can talk about that league again this week. Yeah. All right. We'll do it again. Yeah. Let's talk about another matchup here, and I know I already talked about Travis uh, ETN a mm-hmm. little bit, and we're going to even more yep. uh, mm-hmm. to the start of the show, but we've got their pass catchers here, Mike, because they're taking on the Detroit Lions, and it is always a good matchup against that Detroit secondary. Yeah, do you want to talk about that No, I don't want to talk yeah, about it's been, it. Nope. It's been rough. Uh, Jeff Okuda missed uh, Thanksgiving with the concussion, right? So he has been 
Uh, we'll see if he's back. I, I suspect maybe he will be. We'll keep an eye on that. So Mike Hughes played on the perimeter. You he just did. don't know. Like at this point, it's such a mess that they keep benching players and Mike promoting Hughes, players. Jerry Mike Hughes Jacobs. Plays, and... Yeah, he plays like like you'll see Hughes not play at all, and then he plays every down. Right. It's just it's just constant rotation. So they're struggling, obviously. Uh, Lines third most fantasy points to receivers, twelfth most of the perimeter, seventh most of the slot. They've just struggled across the board, have personnel issues. So uh, Marvin Jones, Zay Jones, both coming off big games. Obviously, Christian Kirk's been awesome in the slot this season. We're upgrading all of these guys. Zay is Zay is a tricky one. I mean, this target share has been good all season, but he had so many bad games in a row, and he has two huge games, and now he's coming off two games with double digit targets. So yeah. He, you have to take him seriously as a flex five games with eight or more targets for Zay Jones, yeah. four games with five or fewer targets. And there's not a lot of rhyme or reason like, Oh, good matchup here. Plenty of targets. No, it's yeah. it's. And, and the guys have mostly been healthy around him. It's just, they've got a lot of pass catchers right yeah. now and a quarterback who's playing very well as well. Another yeah. revenge game for Marvin Jones guys. Yeah, it is. Yeah, like, I, ooh, it. I forgot about that. Yeah. One. You know what I mean? A lot of revenge games this week. A lot of them. A lot of, wow. Them. All right. We Great got world stock coming up here in a minute, but first field Yates. Geico asked, how fast did Mike Clay race last night? Okay, that's not what they asked. They asked, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Love of course it. you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. And Geico is an easy choice. Do they have go-kart insurance? Oh, they. I'll ask about that. Okay, switch today and see all the ways you can save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. All right, we're week 13 squirrel stock here. The segment that everybody has been waiting for. I'm going to give you. I've been waiting all week. I can't I wait know. for this. I know. You texted me last night. I and was like, when squirrel stock? Can we do that early? And I Can said, just please. Nail that right just, off the top. Mike, I, I write like, so no. many things for ESPN.com throughout the week. You just yeah. got to wait, man. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm ready. Let's do it. Now it's here. Let's talk about some players. Let's start with, and this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to start owning my own hurt. Travis Etienne taking owning on the Detroit oh, okay. Lions. I get it. Got it. Guys get I didn't it. get it at first. Mm-hmm. Now I get it. It's only taken a few years for him to pick on his Lions. No but big we deal. We got him here. No That's, big deal. I'm telling you, all you pe- people are just riding high these days. Mike with That's his right. Eagles says he can say whatever he <laughs> wants. <laughs> Stefania with the Niners. Yeah, okay. That's right. Stefania. That's different. That's a different thing. But Stefania's thing. going for the reverse jinx left and right. Anyways, all right, all right. Let's talk Travis Etienne. Obviously, Travis Etienne is somebody that we all like this week. He's been somebody we've liked for a long time. But this week, getting the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions are allowing 154 rushing yards per game. That's the third highest clip in the NFL. This mm. defense is giving up 28.2 points per game. That is the most out of any team in the NFL. And yes, I know for a fact. Travis Etienne was hurt last week. So you might be like, well, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Are, you, are, you, are you sure about this? The five games before last week, Travis Etienne had 97 touches for 629 yards. That's six and a half yards per touch. Wow. Mm-hmm. Per touch. I have Travis Etienne as a top five running back this week. Mm-hmm. I think everybody has him as a starter, but I am all in massive stock up on Travis Etienne because of this matchup. Yeah, he's uh, underachieved in the touchdown department, too. So far, as expected, is six and a half. He has four touchdowns, so there's still some room to grow there. Wow! But that that usage is great. So I'm a little bit lower than you guys, but he's a. Borderline but how much lower are you? Doing? I have him 13 apparently. Yeah, I was gonna say. Tell me why. Is there a reason why? Just that seems because like a fairly. There's just so many high volume good backs right now at the top. Got it. It's just okay. rich with with options. So and also. Detroit has struggled against running backs a little bit more. You know, the defense is coming around a little bit, right? It it's is. not as awful it was earlier this season. So 
That's it. But again, you have he's a he's a lineup lock. Like yes. if you have Travis Etienne, you feel great about yeah. it. You're I just totally. that that gap is like wider yeah. than we normally talk about running backs in the top fifteen. So I wanted to make sure there was nothing that I was missing because usually when my rank is way different than Mike's, Mike yeah. would be like, "Well, did you know that like you know the Lions <laughs> haven't allowed a running back to rush for more than four yards in the past eight games?" And I'm like, "No, I did not no, know, I that. know that. Thank actually. you for pointing that out. I will adjust <laughs> my ranking accordingly." Uh, all right, love Travis Etienne this week. Let's talk about another running back. Leonard Fournette is squirrel stock down. Do I need to explain why? Nope, I next, will. Next guys. No, you don't <laughs> need to. No, you can. Here's the thing. Rashad White. Rashad White has come on and looked really great mm-hmm. the last two weeks, even with Leonard Fournette there two weeks ago. Rashad White was a usable piece in this offense. And then last week without Leonard Fournette, he looked great. He caught eight passes last week, heavily utilized within this uh, passing game. And unfortunately, no Tristan Wirfs for this offensive line, which is just as much a downgrade for for Rashad White as it is for Leonard Fournette. But with the oncoming of this rookie that they have liked, the continued offensive line, that that offensive line that was already bad just got worse. Yeah, so the secret sauce for Leonard Fournette coming into the season was a rare production in the passing game. I think he was third amongst running backs and catches last season. It hasn't been quite that good, but it's still been very good for much of this year. Well, now Rashad White is A, starting and B, catching a lot of passes. So the passing game utilization for Leonard Fournette probably going to go down on Monday night. Two, he had a lot of carries in the backfield as well. Well, that obviously number has gone down with Rashad White's emergence. And then three, and this applies to both of them, the Bucs do not score nearly as many touchdowns as they did last year. So the opportunities for high scoring games have gone dramatically down the Saints are an interesting team. They're 4-8, and eight, but the defense, despite some major injuries, has still been very good. So I'm with you, Daniel. This is a tricky one. Like Leonard Fournette, a lot, a lot as a player, but if you're the Bucs uh, and you are 5-6, and six, and you don't have the, the gift of luxury or the luxury of time on your side right now, you need yeah. to play the guy who's been better for you of late. I'm totally yeah. with you. All right, let's talk about one more player for me, and this one probably seems obvious, but he's still rostered in 85% of leagues, and that's Tyler Higby. Squirrel yeah. stock down mm-hmm. right now for the rest of the season, I feel like. Maybe. Single-digit fantasy points in five of his last six games. How many do you have last week? Um, zero. Zero. Five zero of his tar- six yeah, games. So in four of those six games, yeah. he had two goose eggs, one game with like 1.5 points, and another game with 3.7 points or something like that. Four games out of the last six under four. Yeah. Now let me ask you this. Is the Rams offense getting any better, guys? It is not. Is Matthew Stafford starting under center, and has he looked better? He probably will not he for the rest of the year. probably will not, so it's going to be Bryce Perkins. And no, I want For the rest this. of the year is what I'm saying. I mean, rest this week, no, but like the rest of the year, I'd be surprised to be. If he right. comes back. Since week six, okay. Tyler Higby is tight end 29 out of 31 qualified tight ends, averaging 4.8 points per game. Mm. 29 mm-hmm. out of 31, and he doesn't even have his quarterback now. I have no idea how I can rank Tyler Higby as a starter. I've got him at 12, and the deeper I dug into all of this, that feels too high to me because mm-hmm. I'd rather take some dart throws on other guys. So for me, massive squirrel stock down as long as Matthew Stafford is not there. This offense, he was the last potential startable piece for the Rams for me. Mm. I'm out on Tyler Higby. Yeah, and this is a good matchup this week against Seattle. Second most Great fantasy matchup. points of tight ends. But, um, you know, I actually, I had I had him as a back end tight end. one. He's a tight end too now without, with Stafford out, right? So yeah. I agree. You have to try to find another option, especially after last <laughs> week. He had zero catches. But it's like so good. So I play in a league, not to get too much into like what matters in my leagues, but I play in a keeper league. It's 12 teams. It's a salary cap league as well. Mm-hmm. So there are some players that are like there are some guys in the league that hoard like positional values. And so you might have a guy who who does have like George Kittle and Dalton Schultz and I don't know 
whatever, Logan Thomas on his team. So you're like, that guy's got three tight ends, and like two of them are definitely good. One of them we'll see. And so you go to the waiver wire, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, all right, so like mm-hmm. Tyler Higby or oh wait, no, he's no, 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 he, no. You know, or yeah, like yeah, yeah. K. Dodd. No, wait, uh, Johnny's no. Um, do I do I want C.J. Uzama? He plays for the no, he plays for the Jets. Oh, he has no catches in like yeah. the past month. It, it's like the yeah. the there is a conundrum that we have been facing for many years. Again, mm-hmm. always Travis Kelsey. Just do that. The two tight ends that have scored less fantasy points than Tyler Higby were Janu Smith and Will Disley in that time. So listen, seems bad. Austin Hooper and Kate Otten and like Austin Bryant, Hunter Bryant. Like there's so many guys that have just been better than him, which is crazy. So anyways, out on Tyler Higby, unfortunately. I'm yeah. with you. Out on tight ends. We just need to create a league where the only two tight ends that qualify are Travis Kelsey and Mark, and Mark Andrews, Andrews, and they are automatically wide receivers, right? So next year I'm playing in a quarterback, running back, pass catchers only league. No defense, okay. no kickers, no tight ends. We'll try it. Sign me up. I'd come to watch those games. And you know, maybe some way I could get a ticket to come watch those games. Field. Yeah, that was a stretch. What's well, the best time of year and football season is in full swing. Basketball and hockey have returned and nothing beats seeing your favorite team live. <laughs> Make up for lost time. Go out and enjoy a game. Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, is offering you $10 off your first $100 ticket purchase with code FFF. That's code FFF. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats. Remember, life happens live. All right. We're going to get into a bunch of game previews. First one, and a reminder, buys this week. Panthers. And Cardinals. That's it. Two of them. Two guys or two teams. All right. We're going to start with Browns at Texans. Lineup blocks for this game include Nick Chubb and Amari Cooper for the Browns. The main question is here. Field Yates very first week that we get to see Deshaun Watson after two years of not playing football. I have him as quarterback 10. Curious what the rust is going to look like after not having two years of playing football. Where is it that you're at on him this week? Yeah, I suppose there are a couple of questions, including how does he look after 700 days of not playing in an NFL game? It's certainly been a long time. And just how does he acclimate within this offense? We also know that Deshaun Watson, for his career, has averaged 22.1 fantasy Mm -hmm. points per game since he entered the league in 2017. That's second most amongst all quarterbacks, only behind Patrick Mahomes. The Browns have a talented offensive line. They've got very good pass catchers, and specifically Amari Cooper and David Njoku. Donovan Peoples-Jones has been solid for them this season. Three months, great. And when Deshaun Watson was scoring a ton of points in fantasy in Houston, He was scoring a lot of fantasy points with not exactly an incredible supporting cast around him in 2020. So he is one of those players that can score despite who is around him. I expect him to be a very high scoring quarterback. I have him as quarterback seven on my board this week in a good matchup. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm at eight. I would not agree agree with a good matchup necessarily. It's a good matchup for the running game because no one throws on Houston. Like they're not good at stopping. Like efficiency wise, they're not good, but they've allowed the third fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks because no one has to throw against them. And that might be the case here. Cleveland might be able to just run the ball and Nick Chubb might have 24 carries and Hunt may have 15. That yeah. could be how the way this game goes. Yards so, yeah. so that's, uh, and also him not playing for a long time, Yes, you know, raises some questions there. But we've talked about this all season. After you get past the top six or seven quarterbacks, it's a lot of the same. It's yeah. a lot of your Rodgers and Garoppolo and Brady's and all those sort of guys. Watson has upside, right? He does. He could, last time we saw him, he led the NFL in passing yards. He's going to be top five in rushing production going forward, most likely. So yeah. uh, that's enough for him to at least be a back-end QB one. And you're right that they certainly could run the ball a ton. They also, I know it seems ridiculous right now, but they are trying to make a playoff push. And 
they need to also get some reps with him in this offense for like mm-hmm. what it means going forward. So I think point. opportunities to throw the football are not uh, to be lost right now for the Texans. So again, I miss quarterback seven. I think he'll be a lineup lock every week going mm-hmm. forward. I think so too. And we talked about, and I've been talking about down people's Jones, especially off the waiver wires. Hey, Hey, go out and grab him because when Deshaun Watson does come back here, DPJ now has a better quarterback under center, nothing against Jacoby Brissett. However, this week for me, there's still this this hesitation of, like you're saying, Mike, they're so good in the ground game. If they came out, I can't imagine this quarterback hasn't played, like you said, field in 700 days. Let's maybe not have him throw the ball 45 times. Mm-hmm. Let's let him run the football and be able to see how things play out. So for me, the secondary pass catcher in this offense in DPJ is a little bit farther down this list for me because of that. Keep an eye on David Njoku, by the way. Uh, mm-hmm. Totally. Kevin Stefanski said yep. that his knee injury that he is listed with on the injury report this week is a different one from what he was dealing with previously. So monitor whether that impacts his mm-hmm. availability. If he's out, then either Harrison Bryant or DPJ should be busier. On yep. the other side with the Texans. In an ideal world, you're not playing any Texans. Any of them. You're not. I, I think you're playing Damian Pierce. I, In an ideal world, you might not be. Because <laughs> this is getting, like, we're at the point now where all the good things that were happening early on in the season with Damian Pierce could have vanished over the past two weeks because they're getting absolutely steamrolled on defense, mm-hmm. as you discussed. Mm-hmm. They're falling behind. They have fallen behind. 20 nothing and 30 nothing at the first at the end of the first half over the past 2 weeks. Mm-hmm. They've allowed a defensive touchdown in each of those first halves. The result has been that they've had the most negative of negative game scripts yeah. which limits the opportunities for Damian Pierce. I still have him as RB18 Mike, but god this is concerning for yeah, me. Yeah, I think he bounces back. So they played Washington and Miami the last 2 weeks, yeah, two of the better defense. defenses against running backs, right? Miami's yep. been fantastic against running backs. Washington's allowing a really low yards per carry. You can't run on them. Uh, and he he's obviously struggling. Yeah. It's, it's been rough. He still has 20 touches during that span, which is not great, but he barely played in the second half last week. The prior two games to that, and remember, Houston, I know it's been really bad the past couple of weeks. The, the two games before that, though, he was over 122 yards in both of those games, yeah. right? So he, it's pretty recent, and it would not shock me if he got back on track, especially against Cleveland, who has allowed the second most fantasy points and an NFL high 16 touchdowns to running back. So, look, if there's a dud this week, yeah, maybe it's yeah. a different conversation. I think... There's there's hope. I'm not going to panic too much here. That's why I still have him 16th. We're close. You know, I have his RB 18. I'm just but I'm nervous that we're going to we're going to yeah. be it's going to be 237 on the clock in real life. And Damian Pierce will have had you know seven carries for 12 yards in the first half with one yeah. catch because oh by the way over the past two weeks Daniel 0.27 yards per yards before mm-hmm. contact per carry for Damian Pierce. That's, that's very low. It's it's t- nothing. He's getting hit basically the second he grabs the ball or behind the line of scrimmage. So um, I'm just fearful that this offense has just fallen apart entirely. There's a bit of quarterback change. That seemed to do absolutely nothing for the Houston Texans. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, it's just a dispirited offense right now in a lot of ways. And you're right. Cleveland, no doubt, has been bad against the run. You just wonder if the thing that could cure some of their ails is playing the Texans. And the emotions of this game will be interesting for me to follow mm-hmm. because maybe Houston gets really fired up to play in this game because for a lot of reasons, there are a lot of emotions that have been running high uh, surrounding Deshaun Watson's return, not just the NFL, but to Houston. Conversely, maybe the Browns have some pep in their step and they're like, we may be four and seven. We can make a run right now. And it Mm -hmm. begins today. Maybe they come out and they put up 37 points. And all of a sudden we're talking about the Browns as that team that no one wants to face down the stretch. Yeah. And there was a recent somewhat emotional game, at least a primetime game for Houston and Philly was in town undefeated and they played really well. Yeah. They were playing well. They could have won that game. So 
I hear you. Are there any other Texans pass catchers? Like we talked about Damian Pierce. I actually agree with Field. Like if I, I would rather not start him because of how I feel. I know that where you're mm-hmm. at, mm-hmm. but I, I feel nervous about it. However, anyone else on this Texans team that you would even consider? I think you and I feel as nervous as someone can feel yeah. while, while still someone. ranking a guy as RB16 in your ranks and RB18 in my yeah, ranks. Yeah, my case is just I'm still starting him another week. So yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah. yeah, we'll see how it goes. Uh, the only other guy I want to talk about is Nico Collins because I think he's worth a quick mention because he's the number one receiver for Houston right now. It is yeah, not is. Brandon Cooks right now. Uh, he has out-targeted Cooks in three straight games. The edge is not close. It's 26-18. Right? Yep. That's a pretty pretty gigantic gap there. He's been held under 50 yards in all of those games, has Collins, but 8.6 targets per game. Usually a guy you're starting in fantasy, so he's at least on the flex radar in 12-team leagues, maybe in 10-team leagues. We're not starting Cooks right now, ideally, but uh, Collins trending up. Remember, he was a day-two pick last year. Yeah. He's six foot four. He's now seeing a lot of volume. He's a name to keep an eye on here. Seems like he could maybe, maybe be someone that could come up in a CSS DFS conversation. I don't know. Maybe award-winning show about. available after this one. All right. All right. Let's talk Commanders at Giants lineup locks for this NFC East showdown. Include Terry McLaurin and Saquon Barkley, one member from each team, respectively. That's about right. And that is about right. You get used to this because they play twice in three weeks to these two. Uh, This scheduling quirk is fun. Twice in three games for the Commanders, they have a bye in between. But uh, they have yet to play. They're going to play twice over the next four weeks. We've talked about these running backs ad nauseum. Mike Clay, if you are looking at these two running backs, we've gone back and forth with the way that Brian Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson are used. Which one would you prefer if you were picking a commander's running back this week? Yeah, I still have Gibson higher. I have him 21. I have Robinson at 33. Uh, Gibson, 13 or more fantasy points. It's four of his last six games. 15 touches per game during that run. So, yeah. again, if a, guy, a running back's getting 15 touches per game and he's involved in the passing game, he's at least an R, on the RB2 radar, right? So I'm fine with him. Uh, as for Robinson, 19 touches per game over his last four, but zero targets in five of his eight games. We've been picking on him for that. The good news is he had a career high three targets last week. So yep. it was a point in the right direction. He actually looked good on those. He caught a touchdown. He did. Yep. So that helps. But is that repeatable or does he go back to zero this week? It's very possible that that happens. So a yeah. little lower. He's a flex option. Robinson or uh, excuse me, Gibson, the preferred player. Yeah. Over the past five weeks, Antonio Gibson has more snaps, routes, targets, yards, and fantasy points than Brian Robinson, who has the slight edge, seven more touches than Antonio mm-hmm. Gibson. But of course, as the bell cow running back, you're going to see more rushing attempts. Yeah. So no surprise, uh, we all have Antonio Gibson ranked above Brian Robinson. And that's really it. Other than those running backs and Terry McLaurin, we're not looking at any of those other pass catchers for the commanders, for the Giants. 30 teams playing this week. Yeah, if you don't have a better option than yeah. a Giants wide receiver, it's probably poor roster construction. Not looking mm-hmm. at it, yeah. Yeah, Slayton's been fun, like he's hanging on the flex radar. He's flirted with the top 20 a couple of weeks. <laughs> but playing a multi-flex league or something, or if you play in a 16-team league, I get it, right? Yeah. But in 10-team league, got- there are better options. Ellie their blood no nothing don't know that one hanging nope. around hanging around nope educate wow i'm so disappointed is this, is this a al in, on the css dfs podcast because al will have it in a second you'll find out what that was from all right oh, sorry you're not gonna tell us really no. you're gonna let the audience hang rounders you never watched oh, rounders? oh yes teddy oh kgb god. at the end how did i not oh my god it's so bad by me great movie great movie also a really good inter that was a really good impression by thank you thank you i appreciate it was so that. good that yes. you had no idea what he was talking no, what about, are you talking no, about? No, I, I nailed it i mean now i now when i piece it together uh, that was a great <laughs> thank impression. you wow. yeah, that's what they always say when when you have to explain a joke Joe, that means it's a good joke what's great about rounders is that like that's 
I don't know about the breakthrough, but certainly a breakthrough movie for some of the greatest actors of the past like 35 years. Dude, right? Matt Damon was in that movie. Uh, John Turturro was in that movie. Yeah. Uh, Edward Norton. Yep. Um, wow. Oh, shoot. There are so many. I, it's been a minute since I've watched it. Right, let's go it. watch it. Dude, I right would now. love to. It's an awesome movie. It's like, so I was, much fun. I go back and forth. Like, is that like what's what's the breakthrough? What's the breakout movie for 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 Matt Damon? The breakout movie. Well, for me, I I, I I think probably Goodwill Hunting. I was gonna say it's either Goodwill Hunting or Rounders, right? Mm-hmm. I, I feel Good- like Goodwill Hunting because it's so it's it is who he is, right? He's this kid yeah. from Massachusetts who, you know, sort of on the outskirts and finds his way like you. inside the hallways of Harvard. And like you, you found your way into the hallways of ESPN. Yeah, kid from Massachusetts. Duh. There it is. Okay, right, yeah. So yeah. Basically, right. Matt Damon. We're gonna make a, just, all right, so off seat, in the offseason, we're going to do a parody of that yes. movie using Fields. Yes. Life well, story. Hunting, do we have an, a chalkboard anywhere that I can do math I'm sure we on? can find some. That's yeah, how Mike we'll is projectors. Good, good the same formula as uh, Goodwill Hunting. Yeah. <laughs> good field hunting? I don't know. We'll figure it out. Uh, oh, wow. That sounds like a new column on E+. Plus. All right. <laughs> Titans at Eagles. Our, yeah, minus plus. Titans at Eagles is the final game we're going to talk about here on this Thursday. Lineup blocks include, obviously, Derek Henry, and all of the Eagles. Can we Pretty just much, say all yeah. of the Eagles? Pretty Jalen Hurts, Miles Sanders, A.J. Brown. One thing to mention, Devonta Smith was limited yesterday at practice with a groin yep. injury. Something to just be able to keep an eye on. New injury. So uh, <clears throat> we don't know exactly how significant it was, but uh, it doesn't seem like there was major cause for concern as of last check. But mm-hmm. Devonta Smith would continue to be a flex play for us, as he almost always is because of what he could do within this offense. There are ups mm-hmm. and downs here with both him and A.J. Brown, but you're sort of living with that in this offense. Yeah, exactly. Much like the Gabe Davis analysis, he's been he's been up and down eight or more targets in three straight games and five of his last seven. That's good. If you think in an Eagles offense scores so much, that would be great. The production has not followed, but this is a good matchup. Titans second most fantasy points to wide receivers this season. So we need a yeah, term. I'm probably using them. We need a term. Yeah. Like rather than to, yeah. t- talking about guys like Gabe Davis and Devontae Smith and pointing out that like they have X number of targets over their past five games and they have at least mm-hmm. this number of fantasy points in only two of their past seven games. Mm-hmm. We need an, an, like a, a, a one size fits all description that like the guy's really talented. He plays in a good offense. We don't know how it's going to go. X Factor, wild card. I was going to say wild and high. card. Yeah. What do you want to call them, right? Because yeah, that's what it is. It. We'll workshop this. Yeah, we, we need to think. So, like, you know, we'll, we're from the masses. Talk, if you have you an go. idea, good call. right? Like, if you have an idea of what to call these players, guys that are certainly talented, certainly playing a good enough offense, but have been inconsistent. And every week when you start them, you don't know whether you're supposed to sweat or or, or get excited about it. Yep. So, like, <laughs> wild cards, loose cannons, uh, all over the map. Like, I'll just call them a dop. Right? Oh, like, my uh, gosh. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Is that your dad joke for the week? That's, yeah, I okay. wish it was. More coming. So, you know what I mean? like it's, it's like a yo-yo play is what it is, but I don't like that term as much. But yeah. It's yeah, like it's something like someone you said don't... always late in my ear. So, <laughs> wow. It doesn't return text messages. So, yeah, is yeah. that what it is? This is, this is it. <laughs> we'll work on it. We're going to work on it. Yeah. He's stopping again. Uh, let's talk about someone who got in the end zone last week. First touchdown as a rookie. Shout out to Draylen Burks. Doesn't make a difference that you didn't catch it yourself and that Derek Henry so did all the work. about it. Oh, Especially as a Derrick Henry manager, if you needed him to get in the end zone all the way down there and then doesn't get that, he has the fumble and mm-hmm. doesn't get the touchdown. Well, if you have, I lost a matchup because of Traylon Burke's fumble recovery. Oh my oh, gosh. You really? you, so you had him and got the touch, didn't get the touchdown? No, or vice versa? I, I, I was playing, playing against, against him. him. Third uh, highest scorer in a 12 team league for the week. Yeah. And I lost to the highest scoring player of the week. Who beat me by five points? Ugh. Because he recovered a fumble in the end zone that yes. anyone could have <laughs> literally <laughs> like. Of all the ways, fantasy though, football, my friends. Outside of just catching, just for fun, just like outside of catching a touchdown for your first touchdown as a rookie, 
having the story of like, yeah, Derrick Henry ran the ball 67 yards and I recovered a fumble in the end zone for my first <laughs> touchdown is a pretty okay way to have like your first rookie touchdown. Couldn't be too bad. Anyways, but are you starting him this week? Last last couple of weeks, he has been not bad, but this passing game is just so tough for the Titans. Yeah, 181 yards on 11 catches the last two weeks. The touchdown obviously was lucky, but that'll come if he keeps seeing this sort of yardage. But they're playing the Eagles, right? Fewest yes. fantasy points allowed to the perimeter of the season. The matchup doesn't get much tougher than this. So he's 40th on my board, 12-team league flex, 10-team leagues, probably not starting him. Yep, especially again with two teams on a bye. You mm-hmm. can probably find a better match up I elsewhere. So. Yep. I would think so as well. All right. Fun player, though. Fun player Wait, to watch. Hold on. hold on. One quick thing. Miles Sanders, uh, we do have him, you know, we have him lower than usual, right? He's 20th. Really good this run is, defense. There is bust potential in this one. Okay. For Tell him. more. Uh, the Titans have allowed the third fewest uh, rushing yards, second fewest rushing touchdowns, fifth lowest yards per carry. They get beat. Like, you, you look at the fantasy points allowed, it's not horrendous yeah. but it's the passing game where they get beat up they're really good stopping the run and that's where almost all of Miles Sanders work is right he's not right. targeted much the one possible saving graces is that uh three targets last week that was a big change for him from what we've seen recently maybe that gives him some hope it's part of why I have him ranked 20th still but there's bust potential in this one because of how the Titans defense is constructed and how they've been against running backs but again okay. I'm still probably starting him but I just wanted to mention that yep. maybe it's a maybe it's more for DFS makes you nervous maybe, yeah, exactly okay. it does make me nervous he's had a couple games like that like Washington yep we just talked about Washington's run defense where he they were there was two worst games this year were against Washington so okay just something to think about if you are you you have a good roster it's a close call maybe a lean away okay, okay. Miles Sanders makes you a little bit nervous good insight it makes me nervous that's why we freaking have Mike Clay on the podcast that's why Love it. All right. Good stuff there. All the game previews. We have the full game preview show coming tomorrow. We have Vitamin the Math, right? One, two, three, four games already previewed. We have a total of 15. 15. So 11 more game previews coming tomorrow. It'll be me, Mike, and Stefania. But now it's time for us to turn our attention to our good friend, Mr. Adam Schefter. Shefty, good morning to you. Good morning, Phil. I have a question. I've got Miles Sanders on my roster. Okay. I've got DeAndre Swift on my roster. Yeah. I've got Jalen Warren on my roster. I've got Gus Edwards on my roster. What's Mike Clay doing there? Mike, you want to chess? I I didn't hear the question. Someone was in my ear. You have to choose two out of four. Miles Sanders, DeAndre Swift, Gus Edwards, and Jalen Warren. Ooh. uh, If... Right. Najee's out. I'm still probably, I, man, in that situation, I'm probably going Sanders. If Najee's out. Maybe just Warren. I might be going Warren. Just do. You would choose Jalen Warren over Miles Sanders if Najee's no. out? Sanders and Warren. Okay, right. yeah. yeah. And sitting yeah. DeAndre Swift and Gus yeah, Edwards. I don't, wanna, yeah. I don't really want to use Swift right now. He's barely touching the ball. Yeah, yeah I, I, Swift, Swift, worries, Swift worries me. I think uh, I have one more. I'm just looking right now. Swift yeah. worries me a lot. Yeah, definitely. Oh, and I have, I have Chuba Hubbard on a bye, so that's yeah. not going to work. No, nope, so, going him. Yeah, and, and then and then my last line of question, Donovan Peoples Jones or Gabe Davis tonight. Oh, this is Gabe the, Davis. both of these guys are those guys that we were just talking about though, yeah. where it's like those dart throws. Well, I don't know. I mean, Peoples Jones has been more consistent lately, but I'm going with Gabe Davis for sure. It's tough. Okay. Yeah, again, teams don't throw against Houston, and Cleveland's not gonna have to throw against Houston. Okay. We're, we're discussing how the, the Browns could be up big against Houston, Shefty, and most it could be because they run the ball you know, 30 mm-hmm. times in the first mm-hmm. half, and Nick Chubb has 30 fantasy points yeah. in the but first half. Texans' cornerbacks, defensive backs, are allowing only 10 receptions per week. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's because teams just continue to run the football against Houston. It seems to work mm-hmm. so far. I wonder if maybe this is a week where the Browns try to kind of get some rhythm going for their offense as they – 
it's a, it would be a Hail Mary, but if they try to make a playoff push with Deshaun Watson now back under center. Shefty, I want to start in Los Angeles because the Rams offense has become a shell of itself, and it feels like every day that passes, it feels less likely to me that we will see any of these key offensive players back on the field. What's your sense on Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup? Uh, and who am I forgetting on offense? Nobody else on Allen offense. Robinson. Allen Robinson obviously is out for the year. Any sense on well, Phil, where things what, might what, unfold? What do we talk? What do we talk about Sunday with Matthew Stafford? Yeah, right. We'll see. The Rams are uncertain, have been uncertain when or if Matthew Stafford will play again this season. Yeah. So I would say to you this: What is the Rams' record right now? Three and nine. Okay. Eight. Three and nine. Eight. Okay. So nine, Matthew Stafford. Eight. Matthew Stafford has had numbness in his leg. He was in concussion protocol wow. twice. He's had the elbow injury. Why are you bringing Matthew Stafford back to a 3-9 and nine team behind a shaky up? Why would you do that? You wouldn't. You would not. Oh, it would be unwise go. to me to do that. Let, especially. Let's, yeah. let's, let, let's just deploy some common sense thinking yeah. right now. Totally. Right? Yeah. So, again, Matthew Stafford could always come back and play. I'm not ruling him out. For the, I'm just telling you. It, it defies logic to think that we're going to see Matthew Stafford soon, if at all, again this season. Yeah. To me. I'm with you. Just six weeks left in the regular season, of course. Same division. And this one I think is tricky, Shefty. So Christian McCaffrey, he's banged up. Elijah Mitchell's out for the rest of the year. What do you know about where things stand with the 49ers' backfield? And if there are any names to keep an eye on <laughs> in that roster, on well, that roster? Well, don't, don't beat around the bush, okay? You're, you're, you're asking a pointed question because I made a move in the war room yesterday. And, but but sometimes I make moves knowing something, and sometimes I make moves not knowing something. Uh-huh. In this particular case, I made a move not knowing something. And okay. the guy that I picked up yesterday was Tevin Coleman. Now, here's the deal. Look, Elijah Mitchell's out six to eight weeks. Christian McCaffrey's banged up and is not that kind of workhorse back for them anyway. I don't think they need somebody to compliment Christian McCaffrey, even when he is fully healthy. So who's that going to be? Now, it, it could be Jordan Mason. I told you about him earlier in the year. They like him. Yeah. Uh, still a rookie, undrafted free agent, I believe. Tyrion Davis-Price, we really haven't seen or heard much from, though they have a high draft pick invested in him. I just know that they have in the past liked Tevin Coleman. So I picked up Tevin Coleman. I had a free roster spot. Like, I don't know that that's going to be the guy, but... I'm going to make some calls out there this weekend. I'll speak to some people. We'll get a feel of things. Uh, when I make my next war room move at running back for the fourth, you'll know exactly what I think they're going to do. But we'll talk about it more on uh, Fancy Football Focus Sunday. Did I get the name of the right? Fantasy, fantasy Football, football now. Focus. I know. It's a lot, a lot of Fantasy Football Now Sunday. We're Fantasy Focus here right now. So Okay, there we yeah. go. We're on Fantasy yeah. Focus now. Fantasy Football Sunday. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about that situation on Sunday when there's a little bit more clarity. But for now... As I said to you yesterday, Tevin Coleman was a speculative ad. I had a free spot. If I didn't have the spot, I probably wouldn't have made the move. Uh, But to me, he's an interesting name because there's going to be a back that emerges that becomes somebody that complements Christian McCaffrey in my mind. And the question is who? And right now, I don't know, but I know that Tevin Coleman is somebody that they've liked in the past. Monday night football games are always a little bit tricky because, of course, by the time people are making their decisions at 1 o'clock on Sunday, there's still some information we may not know. Right. So Leonard Fournette uh, had a hip injury before the team's bye. Uh, we thought he might have played this past week. He did not. Do you expect you could see him back this upcoming Monday night against New Orleans? Look, if I rostered Leonard Fournette 
I I don't think I'd count on him for Monday night. Not that he won't play, but if he does play, my guess is he'll be out there. But I think Rashad White made a statement last weekend, mm. which is the statement we've been waiting for him to make all year long. We've been talking about Rashad White. Yeah. And I just think that even if Leonard Fournette plays, and my guess is it's against New Orleans, it's the, the team that he probably grew up rooting for, he'll be out there in some form or capacity. But Rashad White has brought that offense a little bit of juice, a little bit of spark, fresh legs. Um, I think they're going to continue to feature and use Rashad White. So if Leonard Fournette does play, what is his role? I, I think his role becomes what Rashad White's role used to be. That's my that's my just guess, read, sense, uh, not knowing anything specifically before speaking to the Buccaneers in the coming days. All right, so I'll get you out of here on this one, Shefty. Uh, it's an injury that we've all been tracking since it took place because he had been the star of fantasy football, Justin Fields. Uh, they have their bye in week 14 due to the Bears, which means they have one game prior to that. Do you have any sense about whether he'll be available this upcoming Sunday? I, what was his practice status yesterday, Field? Limited. Uh, limited. Right. Limited okay. Wednesday, yeah. Which I expect uh, again, it to be every day this week just because, you know, it's that would be a big jump to go from limited four or five straight days to full participation. And my guess, my guess would be in their situation that – and I, I, got, I roster Justin Fields in one league. Uh, I'm not going to start him this week because my guess on Thursday would be that he doesn't play. They have a bye week next week. Yeah. They're not in the playoff mix. Why? I know that they want to beat the Packers. It means a lot, the rivalry. I got it. But Matt Eberflew said something last Friday that I thought he tipped his hand last Friday. I thought that's when we knew Justin Fields wasn't going to play. He said, unless Justin Fields is 100%, I'm not playing him. Yeah. Well, he's limited yesterday, so he's still not 100%. I don't think he's going to be 100% by Sunday. And if we're going to use Matt Eberflus's statement from last Friday, I think the same would be true this Sunday, especially considering that they have a bye next week. So if they don't play Justin Fields this week when he's not fully healthy, they can rest him for two more weeks and then have the option of assessing where they're at, how he's feeling, where their season's at, and whether they want to bring him back after the bye. Big game on Sunday, Shefty. People are out there saying, what, these teams are 3-9 and nine and 4-8. and eight. You probably know this. The Bears and the Packers are currently tied for the most <laughs> wins all ever, yeah. all time. And the Bears have held that record by themselves or been tied since 1920. Green Bay could end a 102-year streak on Sunday if they get a win. So I might as well—I I said to get wow. you on that. I might as well ask you this while we have you, Aaron Rodgers. Same, I think is, is the analysis the same that like um, a, we don't know for sure right now, but maybe you lean towards him playing on Sunday. Well, look, Aaron Rodgers said he plans to play. Yeah. Matt Lafleur said he plans to play Aaron Rodgers. I'll take the word of both of them yeah. and say that Aaron Rodgers is going to play, especially against the Bears. Look. They're not going to make the playoffs in all probability, right? Their mm-hmm. playoff chances at this point have to be 1% or 2%. Yep. Um, but until they're mathematically eliminated, we're going to continue to see Aaron Rodgers, if he can be out there, as healthy as he can be. And he's not fully healthy, but he wants to be there until they're eliminated. If they're eliminated yeah. um, after this game or after the next week, I think at that point in time, the Packers then turn to Jordan Love to see what they have. They've got a decision to make on his fifth-year option this offseason. You want to see what he's like anyway. But as long as there is a mathematical chance as slim and infinitesimal as it is right now, I think Aaron Rodgers is out there. That speaks to those of us that play fantasy football, Shefty, right? Like, I'm going to keep picking up players off the waiver wire, looking for trades if my trade deadline hasn't passed already. 
until I am mathematically eliminated in my fantasy football league. Uh, as always, you have to eat great stuff. I will be talking to you on NFL Live later today or no? Yeah, we'll be on NFL Live. Look forward to doing that later. I know LeBron James will be watching from Marcus right. Spears, and we'll have a great day. A lot of pressure on you and I and the rest of the cast to meet the standard set by Swagoo. But, Shefty, we always appreciate you here on Fantasy Focus. We'll talk to you on Fantasy Football now this Sunday morning. We can't meet that standard. We're there just to support him, Field, but That's we will right. do that today. We're just there to support him. Yes. In many ways, we will support our guy, Swagoo. Shefty, you're the best. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. All righty, good stuff with Shefty, as always. I think we have a couple of social questions before we say goodbye. Why not okay. throw it out to Thirsty Kyle? We have not seen him, really. Thirsty I got Kyle. you covered. Okay, here he is. Antoine wants you guys to call the Gabe Davises of the world bubble players. Bubble, bubble players. players. Bubble yeah. players. Okay, I can that. work with that, yeah. yeah. But that is, doesn't that suggest, like, borderline starters, though? Like, they're on the bubble of starting them? Isn't that kind of what we're saying? Not really. I mean, Mike Williams. you're always starting Mike Williams. Bubble. You know? I think Mike Williams might be a tier above these other guys. Devontae. What's a tier Davis. above a bubble? I, but there's other bubble guys who aren't as boom bust, though. Right? Okay. So, I don't know. I don't bubble like is I don't out. Like Antoine, Scrap I like it, bubble. but apparently we're still workshopping. <laughs> yeah, we appreciate it, but that's not the answer. Like, Antoine, by the way, if you want to send some hate mail to Mike Clay, yeah, that very dismissive answer, it's totally Listen, fine. That's fine with me. I'll take it because I'm here to, you know, get it right. All right. Oh. I'm not just going to settle just to be a nice guy. Speaking of get this term right really quickly. And I know that we've talked about this last thing. We do have one more social question. My favorite part about go-karting last night was the fact that I named my go-kart Mike Clay NFL. Yes. So every time oh, yeah. that Mike went to look at his times, he was like, oh, yeah, I actually did pretty good. Wait. I'm not Mike Clay NFL. Which one am I? And I just, my favorite thing. That's I love, yeah, that. love doing that. Like I during love our drafts, Daniel yeah, always named all the time. Field Yates or Stephanie Bell or my, and then like, I'm like, I'm on the clock. Yes. I can. Uh, wait, I, I still wait. have eight more picks to <laughs> actually go. What the heck? Hate it. Man. It's so much fun. I love it. I, I wanted the under Houston Carson so bad in the third <laughs> round. <laughs> all right, Kyle, give us another question here before we get out of here. Jacob from chat wants to know what's the best way to join or start a dynasty league. Seems like fun, but he's never tried it. Seems like it'd be tough to get everybody to commit to such a long-term thing. Ooh, I, I, you know what, Jacob, here's the good news. The startup draft might take you a little bit more time, mm -hmm. but the, it really is not that that cumbersome of a process. No, it's really simple. You just go on ESPN. You can do it right there. You can mm -hmm. draft mm -hmm. players, and you just got to be diligent about about the, the hard. I think the hardest part is the commissioner who has to keep track of traded picks because picks do fly all mm -hmm. over the board in dynasty leagues. So that's to me the trickiest part. But otherwise, I would strongly encourage it. Yeah, and we can do. I mean, we'll talk a lot of dynasty startups at length in the off season too. Yeah. That's probably when you're going to start that anyway. But yeah, I mean, it's the, my favorite leagues are my full dynasty leagues where you keep everyone. It's like you you have those guys in the off season. You're always busy. You're thinking about the rookie draft. It's more important mm -hmm. than waiting until like, yeah, I'll watch the draft, but then I don't care about those guys till August. Like you're thinking about that right away. And some people like I have rookie drafts that start right after the NFL draft. Yeah, you know, like it's, <laughs> it just keeps you. Involved year round, and engaged, I think your yeah. league mates. What did I say? Involved, engaged, right? Exactly. No, so I, I was just, I was, yeah, agreeing exactly. with your assessment. Ex exactly, right. So, um, yeah, I mean, I love them. You know, it just keeps you again, totally. engaged year round, and and uh, I think your league mates, if they like their redraft leagues, will probably like Dynasty a lot. So give it a shot. I I would say too that if you have redraft leagues and you've never done Dynasty, you're worried about finding people that like would be invested in it. I would rather start small and be like, Hey, if I get and get an eight team dynasty league, then like figure mm -hmm. out how to be able to go from there. like find people because for dynasty more than redraft, I feel like you have to have people that are invested and want to be able to say, Hey, I understand this is going to be a multi-year thing or I'm, I'm going to do this. It's not just like a redraft league and because redraft is fun, but like you just got to have a little bit more of an investment. Yeah. So always reaching out. Also, mm -hmm. 
Honestly, our chat is a great spot to be able to find people that would join That's Dynasty Leagues with you. Yeah. Jump in our Twitter or YouTube because there are people there that love the same things that you love. They love the same kind of football. You can come here and mm-hmm. hang out and Go make relationships. and fantasy football. What more could you ask for? We've mm-hmm. already had a bunch of leagues started by people that are joining within our chat. There we go. Uh, that yes. happens, so. ESPN Fantasy Football Chat Dynasty League. That's, That's right. so many words. That's, but we'll, no, we'll that's that rolls right off the tongue, that too, Mike. We'll workshop all these things. Between ESPN Fantasy Football Focus Dynasty <laughs> League created via the chat league of FF people now. that play together <laughs> in Dynasty Leagues. Uh, Presented our, by Geico. That's going to be our Thursday show. Guys, I love you. Love you love too, you, buddy. We'll do it again tomorrow. We'll do it. No, we won't. Okay. Well, you. some of us will be here. You guys will do it again tomorrow. Happy birthday, Keith. Happy birthday, Keith. For everybody on the show today, even those behind the scenes. We love you guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Please don't forget to love each other. Be kind to yourself. These two idiots will see you tomorrow. Peace. Wait. To that's be the nicest thing you've ever said to each other. <laughs> be kind to each other. These idiots will be here tomorrow. As usual, you put on the facade for the show. And then you forgot the Not camera so was Mr. still Mr. Nice Guy. No. Wow. The real Daniel shows up at the last second. All right, let's go through these lap times. He's a NASCAR guy with a base and shrine, a Langford fan for life. Charges are off to a terrible start, but that won't change his mind. Up all the cornerbacks, touchdown regression and weekly stats. But if your team falls flat, he's the one to blame. He's a brainiac, brainiac on the case. With projections that can put us in first place. He's a brainiac, brainiac, he's my clay. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA.